Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. Podcast episode 361. I'm your host, Emily Aries, the founder and CEO of Bossed Up. And today I'm really excited to dive into a podcast, especially for job seekers. So if you are one of the millions of job seekers out there right now who's looking to level up in your career, today I want to talk through some very important, often overlooked formatting best practices so that your resume actually works for you instead of getting in the way. So today we're going to talk through some do's and don'ts about how to get your resume through the applicant tracking system. Now, I've written before about how to format your resume for the modern job search as it relates to really optimizing it for human eyes, and I'll link to that episode in the show notes today as well. But the biggest challenge that I see so many job seekers running into today is getting your resume past AI screeners so that it actually can have a chance to be seen by human eyes. These robotic gatekeepers create a powerful first barrier to any application's success. So no matter how beautifully formatted and perfectly worded your resume might be, if it never makes it past the AI screener, it's not going to work for you. So if you're stumped as to why you're not getting interviews and feeling really frustrated, make sure to pay close attention to today's episode and go check out the blog post for like written out step-by-step version of today's podcast too. So what is an AI screener? Well, artificial intelligence or AI systems are now being used worldwide. They are scanning resumes, extracting keywords, scoring and ranking job candidates via submitted resumes, but also cover letters and sometimes even video recorded answers to screener interview questions. According to a recent study by JobScan, over 98% of Fortune 500 companies use some kind of applicant tracking system, or ATS, to robotically sift through job applications at scale. So here are a few do's and don'ts for getting your resume past the robots. First up, do include keywords from the job description. It's always a good idea, of course, to specifically connect your past experiences and skills to whatever the employer's looking for. But with AI screeners, word choice matters a lot. Do include keywords from the job description. Now, it's always a good idea to specifically connect your past experiences and skills to whatever the employer's looking for. But with AI screeners, word choice matters a lot. So if the job description says that it's looking for candidates with experience in, quote, advanced statistical computation, end quote, then the robot screening your resume won't be able to deduce that you probably learned all that and more when getting your PhD in applied mathematics. So don't leave anything open to interpretation. Be specific about matching keywords exactly. 
So did Microsoft Excel appear multiple times in the job description? Don't write, quote, experience with Microsoft Office Suite on your resume and think that that's sufficient because it might not be. If robots are sifting through resumes, they're going to exclude resumes that don't contain obvious skill sets that are absolutely fundamental to the job. So be aware that these AI screeners are ranking you based on how much of a match you appear to be for the job in question. And that often boils down to using similar language in all your application materials as you see being used time and again in the job description. So watch out for those key skills that are being called out in the job description as required or necessary skill sets and make sure you're mapping those onto your resume and your application materials specifically and exactly whenever that's appropriate. Now, don't overdo it with any kind of sneaky, shady keyword matching tactics. I hesitate to even mention this because it really is like the worst practice out there. But there is some career advice on the internet that I'd like to address directly that says, you know, copy and paste the entire job description into your resume and then hide it by making the text white. And then, you know, insert copy over that so it looks like your resume is just normal, but it actually has the entire job description pasted behind it and kind of hiding in the document. That is so shady. And first of all, not a best practice. But second of all, when employers started using robot screeners, some candidates took the practice of keyword matching so far, and frankly too far, that now a lot of these robotic systems have gotten smart. <laughs> They've kind of gotten hip to this habit. And now many AI systems were actually flagging resumes for matching the job description too much or in its entirety. So the moral of the story here is don't try to get too clever with gaming the system. Do, on the other hand, make sure that your file format matches whatever is being requested. So are you uploading your resume into an ATS, an applicant tracking system? Keep an eye out for specifications in that field where you're being asked to upload your resume. Often you'll see a small descriptive piece of text telling you the specific kind of file type that they're asking you to upload your resume in, like Microsoft Word or a .docx file or a PDF file. Make sure to follow directions specifically because file format can make a big difference at making sure that you're working within the confines of the ATS itself. If a particular format isn't specified, I recommend sticking with the trusty PDF because those files are harder to edit and better at preserving your desired design from one device to the next. So it helps your resume appear consistent from one computer or tablet or phone to the next. That being said, don't use text boxes. For all my Microsoft Word users out there, beware the risks associated with text boxes. If you're not familiar with this, because like me, you might be a Google Doc fan yourself, I almost never run into text boxes because most of the Google Doc resume templates that I rely on use tables instead of text boxes to create the kinds of modern-looking two-column resume formats that I really love and that I podcasted about earlier. I'll link to that episode in today's show notes. But 
many Microsoft Word templates, especially resume templates, rely on the use of text boxes, which are kind of like adding a shape and inserting a custom shape on top of your Microsoft Word document that you can then type into. And for whatever reason, as of the you know this recording of this podcast, right now text boxes are not easily read by robotic screeners. So just say no to text boxes, okay? It's not helping you. It's not helping your job search. And it's even if it's yielding a pretty looking resume, beware of how those can really mess up what the robotic screeners are reading because they literally cannot read whatever's in those text boxes. So make sure whatever you're putting in there is not important or don't use them at all. Otherwise, you're going to be completely or partially unread by the ATS. Now, a simple way to test this and see how robots are seeing your resume is my final do here. And that is do, do a plain text test. Woo, that's a tongue twister. If you want to double check your resume template, if you bought one off of Etsy or maybe you downloaded one off, you know, the internet, wherever, Templates are cool. Just make sure it's AI friendly before you go through all the trouble of reformatting everything and putting all of your resume content in there. And frankly, there's a really simple way to do it. Save your resume file as a .txt file on your desktop. So .txt, that's a text file. Then double click it to open up that document in a piece of software that's probably already on your computer, but you probably have never used before, and it's known as a plain text reader. What will open up in this new window is exactly and entirely what the robotic AI system will be able to read when reviewing your resume. So all the formatting will be stripped away. There's no bold, there's no center, you know, there's no alignment, there's no fonts, none of that. So nothing fancy there. But what you're really looking at is just to make sure that the content of your resume actually shows up. So if a huge portion of your resume's text is completely missing, you're scanning essentially for completion, for inclusion of everything that you want the robots to see, that's a problem. If things are showing up in all kinds of weird characters that read more like hieroglyphics instead of words, that's a problem too. So that means you've got a problem with however you've formatted your resume. Or perhaps you're putting really critical information in text boxes, which are not being read, or also in the header and footer section of a document, which also cannot be well read by robotic screeners. Now, don't worry if the plain text version of your resume doesn't look pretty. This test is just about making sure that everything shows up as present. It doesn't even really matter if the order is the same or how regular your resume looks. It's just important to make sure that all the text is, in one way or another, showing up. Once you do the plain text test and confirm everything's showing up that you want robot screeners to be able to see, then you can feel free to trash that .txt file. It's not for use in uploading with your applications, but rather just for confirming that the resume you've worked so hard on is going to work for you too. Ultimately, your resume needs to be a balance of what appeals to humans and the bots that they use to make screening resumes easier these days. 
And like I mentioned earlier, for a complete transcript of today's episode and hyperlinks to all the resources I mentioned, head to bossedup.org slash episode 361. That's bossedup.org slash episode 361. Until next time, keep bossing in pursuit of your purpose. And together, let's lift as we climb. 